and welcome ladies and gentlemen to another edition of the Los Ponies podcast. It is the championship weekend edition of the podcast. We're fresh, feeling off the layoff, Curtis. We've been mingling with the stars of the track, most notably. We got to attend the retirement party of one and only Mr. Ed Berger. God, how was that? We got to be around all the major players, both Low Cell and TVG. Uh-huh. And that was a big deal because uh, I'm sure you, you were invited to the TVG party on the same night, but obviously you have to go with that Burgard's uh, retirement party. Oh, I, I made my reservation. As soon as I got the invitation, sign me up. I'm there. <laughs> yeah, I've, you know, all the, the horsemen were there. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, you had Todd Trupp, uh, Hazelton, Weaver, Joyce, the Sarge shows mm-hmm. up. I mean, it was it was a good cast. TVG Blaze shows oh, up, yeah, of he course. Shows up. Mm-hmm. But it was just great because being up here, I I, I don't get to hang around everybody uh, downstairs anymore. So it's just nice to see everybody come together and uh, just show their appreciation of such a great career that Ed's had here. I know. Uh, I know. Once upon a time, you helped out in the program stand. There's some people from down from the program stand. Oh, from yeah. The grass stand, people that works in the vessels. Uh, everybody that's been around and has been you know become friends with ed uh they joined in a celebration to uh celebrate all his years of commitment here uh, not only to el sal but to the sport of quarter horse racing yeah that's one thing we say is he's just not an announcer um no. it, it's how many different facets yeah. uh of the job he's done uh, you know morning line he helps with the program he helps yeah. with with entry he decides if it should be uh you know, no show wagering. Yeah. He's always like so. Like you said, you have people from operations that come, and there's people that have been past retirees, um, like Howard Nuschel, who had worked mm-hmm. here forever. It was nice to see him again. Uh, my former partner Ellis Davis was there for uh-huh. Equibase. So yes. it's it's like yeah, you said, you have people from all facets of uh, the business come out to to say goodbye to Ed. Um, we had what did I? See? I saw Mike Woman, who's uh, head of publicity at Sanita, John Lindo. Uh, Fridman and Anderson from the DRF. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. Yeah, if, if there was like a who's who. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, for for Los Al and does anyone who uh, was a fan of Los Al around here, they they were there at that yeah. party. So we were just, you know, we're the young whippersnappers. We're just there, there like sipping our drink and yeah. just looking around. We're like, oh, there's so and so, there's so and so. Yeah, it's because it's you know, like we say, Ed is so friendly. Yeah. Um, you just think. Uh, you know, here we talk to him every yeah, night yeah. and whatnot, but then it's like you go to this thing and it's, it's like you said, all these major players here, they're talking to Ed in the exact same way, and yeah. uh, I think that's a really cool part of Ed. Um, like you said, whether whether you're, you're big or small in the business, Ed talks to you the exact same way. It was definitely a fun time. It was a party that uh, we could have kept going into deep into the night, but obviously it was a work night. Uh, we got to get back to work here. And you know what? I've never seen Ed very... Uh, I want to say speechless, mm-hmm. but he was very appreciative of uh, uh, of the people coming up there and, and telling stories and, and uh, showing appreciation to how much he means not only to them on a personal level, but also, uh, you know, what he's done for the sport. Dr. Ed Allred went up there and talked. Uh, John Cooper, it was funny, John Cooper's like, I love him so much and I've known him so many years and I know so much about him. But I can't talk about it. <laughs> yes. yes, there's a lot of bar stories that cannot be shared. Uh, yes, uh, uh, that's one thing that I really found fascinating early on was, and, and 
you know, it, it's come out already. Burgard even said when he was, uh, you know, saying how much uh, he appreciated his, his wife that he lived this Jekyll and Hyde lifestyle. That here, you know, everybody thinks he's he's the uh, you know st straight guy doing the <laughs> announcing and he's doing such a bang up job. But yeah, and then you just hear like he he'd always go out like Cooper said. He's like, yeah, first time I met him, I met him at a bar, you know. And, and uh, Willoughby when he says goodbye on his video, he's like, well, we're gonna have to share a beer. So. Yeah. Uh, Ed definitely liked the party. Luckily, we were able to have a few drinks with him uh, the other night down in his bar. Had to have a Coors Light, of course. But mm -hmm. yeah, that was one thing I told Orlando was uh, how how nice everything was um, and, and how well spoken everybody. Yeah. I mean, Kurt Hoover yeah. um, is, is another guy you talk yes, about. That's just exactly. an awesome guy all yeah. around, and he knows our sport very well. Um, I thought he did a good job being kind of the the MC of the whole thing. And, Cooper said some nice things and got choked up, and Orlando came across and said some good things, and uh, Doc also said some very nice things about Ed and gave him, I heard it was a Rolex watch uh, that he bestowed upon him, so very good parting gift for, uh, for Ed Berger, but yeah, it, it was kind of fun to see all these uh, hard people really uh, you know, get a little emotional there yeah, talking yeah, about it. It was, it was fun. And um, I'm, sh we're just, you know, I was just thinking about it. I'm, we're getting emotional because now we're taking ourselves back and thinking about the race fans in us growing up at the racetrack. That's all we've known mm -hmm. at Burgard and, and, and it's called. So over the years, we've been lucky to work alongside him now. And, you know, we always get to hang out with him and, and, you know, talk about races or whatever. Maybe so he, he comes up and visits us in the Vessels Club and, you know, just a funny thing. The other night you told me. I'll take so-and-so, pizza. You know, he challenged yep. it right off the bat. I was sweating. <laughs> I mean, when Burgard calls you out on a, on a bet, you're just thinking, I I'm an idiot if I take this bet because obviously, <laughs> <There's> you, <laughs> you, you know what they say, if you walk into a room and you don't see the sucker, yeah, you're, the, you're sucker. the sucker. You know, that's how I kind of felt. I was like, what am I walking into? What kind of trap has Burgard set for me? No, but it's, it's fun. And, you know, and Ed, Ed doesn't, you know, spread the accolades every night, you know, freely, but... You know, uh, he's he's he knows how much work we put him and how much we've learned from him. You know, we don't we're not direct, you know, just always over his shoulder and thing. But mm -hmm. we try to pay attention. We we listen. We pay attention. And you know, being around him, we try to uh, emulate some of his worth ethics, ethics and how he carries himself. And but it's nice to see that you know we've we've been able to work alongside him and hopefully that a little bit of his professionalism rubs rubs up uh, on us definitely i think just by seeing such an example that he set and how much he is trusted through the quarter horse community um behind the scenes you know i, I feel like i'm gonna have to really up my game to <laughs> yes. make sure everything is correct yeah. everything we're putting out uh that way is you know up to ed standards and i'm sure you you're on, you're the guy on camera for for yeah, us now. Yeah. I mean, you're going to be the guy that has to take up the mantle as the ambassador uh, for Los Alamitos uh, now that Ed's going to be, you know, uh, retired there in Arizona. And I'm sure that uh, you just want to live up to to everything he's done. Uh, people are already starting to follow you. You see, you know, when your when your lot goes, you know, that you get the price bet down. So well, prepare prepare to get it uh, <laughs> even more weighed down now that Ed's gone. Well, you know, thankfully, uh, you know, I had a, a good mentor and, and just looking at Ed, how he handicaps, how he goes about his business. Uh, way back when, he he reached out to both of us and he said, you guys want to do a little preview show with, with me? Mm -hmm. Remember way back when? Yep. I want to say, what, 2011, 12, somewhere around there? 
uh, many, got, many moons ago. I remember the, the horses were cold cash yeah. uh, in the Champion of Champions, Al Aguila Real. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember that being, yeah, but yeah, uh, it's uh, funny to say that he was the kind of the guy that brought us together yeah, there that, yeah. for that first uh, interview. Yeah, uh, so, uh, you know, shout out to Ed. He's, you know, he's been supportive of us. And don't think that, you know, from Prescott, if you mess up a chart, he's going to text you. Oh, and I, if I if I if I say something on air that is not true, that, that you know I I say the wrong name or I say the the wrong name or whatever it may be. So <laughs> hey Jose, just a reminder: this horse was scratched two weeks ago. You forgot to mention it. I, I think it'll definitely be hard for him to put you know put it totally out of his mind at oh, first, no. other than than just doing the morning <laughs> line, because there's been plenty of times on like I said on on a Tuesday where where Ed's doing something and I say ah. I think uh, this might have been a typo or yeah. something that you yeah. know, you, know, you yeah. might want to go back and check this before we go to print, <laughs> and I'll get it there. So yeah, he he's always there uh, to double check yeah. our work. Yeah, he's gonna text me when I when I do a wrong comment in the ninety nine now when I, when I take over. So shout out to Ed Burger. We can go on and on about the stories and yes. reminisce, but he's a fun guy to be around. Proud to we're proud to call him a friend, and also proud to have worked with him for a number of years here alongside in, in the Los Alamitos press box. So, um, we'll, I'm. I think there's. I think the the big question is now is who's gonna say who's gonna who is he gonna say goodnight to at the end of the races? I Sunday? mean, I'm almost certain it's gonna be Doc. I, I I that's what I'm thinking because I've never heard it before. I've never heard it from him. And so I'm thinking in the back of my mind he's had this one saved up forever. <laughs> now Friday night, I was shocked. Deb Martin. Shout out to Deb. We we're we we're kind of looking, and uh, she she sent that uh, lovely tweet to Ed there, and I think that won him that, over. That's a cool cartoon. Yes. That is a cool cartoon. And, and uh, again, I think that's another testament to Ed. It's like yeah. here, one of his final three days, and, yeah. and, it, and it goes to a fan of uh, Quarter Horse Racing who's always playing Los Al. Uh, shout out to Deb. She got the, the good night call on this Friday night. We have two more. Saturday. And Sunday, we'll have to wait and see. I'm sure you're going to get it tomorrow, you right? You think so? No. Oh, yeah, no. of course. I, I, I got my shine <laughs> way back when, like in 20, 2009 or something, when I, when I was before I was in the building. Yeah. Way back when. Uh, but that's that's going to be a fun weekend to to close out here the season. Of course, uh, shout out to Michael Rona, who's already filling in and doing the thoroughbred cards. He'll take over the the full nighttime duties there starting December 27th, which will be our opening night of the new season. Yeah, I think that was a good little introduction that they had there for him when they, they brought uh, they brought in Michael there at the uh, party for, for Ed and got, you know, he told a really funny story there. Uh, Mike Arona, stay away from Taco Bell, please. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 was, it, was a, it was a long story, yeah. but it was full of yeah. laughs yeah. where... Uh, Burgard had actually texted an old number of Michael Rona, and, oh, and the person that he texted ended up uh, just messing around with uh, Ed, he, telling him that he wouldn't oh, be there. Oh, and man. It, it's a story <laughs> that you, maybe we'll do a separate podcast yes. just for that story. Yes, but it, it was a, a good time uh, for everybody to get up and, and meet Michael Rona. Yeah, so that, that was fun. Shout out to Michael. Uh, um, he's doing a terrific job during the daytime, and I'm sure he'll pick up, uh, pick up right where he left off there for, uh, for the nighttime quarter horse programs all right we're gonna take a look at saturday's program which features the great one champion of champions which i think it's on the surface it looks you know like the usual threats but there's gonna be a lot more dive in i think i think you can start building cases for a lot of those runners there the champion of champions and to end the end the podcast we'll look at uh sunday's los alamitos two million 
Futurity. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get to it. Uh, I wanted to uh, bring up something, but maybe I'll, I'll bring it up at, at the end of the, of the podcast as well with the, with the deuce. Uh, but we're recording this after the races on Friday. Tell us, what did you think of Mr. A Political in the Southern California Derby? I think he's really coming into his own. Um, that's his second Derby win in a row. I, I think he's really bounced back off of uh, the layoff they gave him, and he looked incredible from that work coming in uh, to the trial for the PCQHRA Derby. I still think, you know, powerful favorite was uh, the best three-year-old of the year. But I mean, besides Flash and Roll coming in yeah. and beat him, but uh, take her out of the equation. I think all year long. Um, but I think he really put himself as as the second best three-year-old this year, and I really don't think the field tonight was as strong uh, as it should have been because I don't think we believe Tack Me Up is is really a 400-yard horse. Mm-hmm. I, I know he can make a lot of the big dances, but if you're telling me uh, that he's going to run second, I'd say it's probably going to be a slow time. And I think he went 1990. Mr. A Political just shot out of there yeah. uh, like he should have and, and handled business was was much the best. Um, Chocolatito broke a little slow like he's uh, been doing and I know they had like to take their time with that horse and it just seems like maybe he's he, he finished well. Don't yes. it, 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 we were talking earlier he can get the distance. I just he, he's just not quick enough early, yeah. you know, and, and I think maybe he's He's starting to go the other way, and I think he needs a, a long layoff before he uh, comes back to the races. Yes, so hopefully we'll see some of those runners there into uh, next year. Um, what was the name of the horse that won last week for Cody Jensen that they're pointing the Winter Championship? That's the horse. Just Famous? Just Famous. Impressive. Yes. I think uh, we'll see him and Powerful Favorite, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, coming back in that race, but... Yeah, uh, like you said, uh, you recognized first uh, how big that horse was. It's giant. And because I had watched him in Rio, so I don't know how many times. Yeah. And uh, and he had always uh, gotten away so quickly. I never really considered him to be that big of a horse, but man, when we saw him uh, up against just Macho Corona, who made was him look to, tiny. Yeah, he was making uh, that horse look really small, <laughs> and uh, you know he he's looked uh, really good, Cody. You know. I don't know who they're going to get on him. Maybe yeah. a, who's going to get that call. Yeah. I'm assuming powerful favorite and, and just famous will probably uh, qualify for that. But he's looked awesome and uh, a major player for next year. All right. If you put him side by side, just a cartel, just famous, who's bigger? I think just a cartel. Really? Still. I, I do. I still think just a cartel is bigger. Uh, you know, I mean, just famous. Like I said, I'm still getting used to the fact. I'm like, wow, I can't. Bl-. I even said it again after his his uh, win last week. The, the first time we saw him run, yeah. uh, you had mentioned it, and I was like, yeah, you know, he is. And then big. I saw him again You're when like, he was against just big. Macho Corona. I was like, yeah, he, yeah, he towers over him. But I'm I'm still gonna go with that uh, that big horse, just a cartel. All right, all right. So that's maybe we'll see him face each other later <laughs> down the road. Who knows? The right. battle of the, of the dinosaurs yeah, running battle. down through let's, match races, let's get the dinosaurs, Stone Age. Going 550. <laughs> let's, let's get a 550. By the way, can we get Yankee to go 870, please, one time? Uh, does Fails, do we know if Fails listens to the show or not? I know yeah. he, he's on Twitter. Yes. But I, I believe it's been mentioned to him before. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't think that he's quick enough early. I, I, I mean, because you still need some, some speed there. Yeah. He's getting he's it, he's gotten out of the gate well going five fifty. Yeah, it's just not a given uh, to make the transition to eight seven. But 
I mean, it's worth a try. Right? I, you know, Paul's just has put three-year-olds out there with yeah. JB Graydon and yeah. Ballas Point. They won both of the the Snowbounds last week. So, I mean, he's an older horse, and I know that he could beat them down the straightaway. Oh, yeah. And so I, I'd like to see Fails. You're going to have to, next time he comes by the set, All right. just whisper it yeah. in his ear or something. Matt, <laughs> let's do it. Go around the hook. <laughs> I don't know, maybe he thinks he's going to, like, lug out around a turn or something. Who knows? But, but, I mean, with this year's renewal of the Snowman Superstars, like, we had two divisions. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just seemed logical that... Who knows? Maybe next year. Yankee, they can maybe stretch them out against 870. And what I really think was important about the those two runnings of the snowbound was that they were both won by quarter horses. Yes. I think when thoroughbreds come out and they win the 870 stakes, I think it would kind of diminish the importance of those races. But I think we've had a reemerge because, you know, people that listen to the podcast, you, you've heard me say time after time, I don't bet quarter horses, <laughs> but... Paul had two really nice yeah. quarter horses, and I liked them both on top. Um, and, and they proved that uh, quarter horses are starting to make a comeback in that division. Yeah, shout out to the quarter horse. They represented well there going 870. Uh, they won both divisions. Paul Jones there won both of them. And, of course, one of them had to be a great, just like Snowbound. That was the Super one I was fun. most confident in. Really? I was like, of course, J.B. Gray, Don. A, a, a gray 870 <laughs> horse for Paul Jones is, is going to win the, uh, the Snowbound. But then Burgard was telling me that he thought Ballast Point was even better than uh, yeah. J.B. Gray Don, and yeah. he, he was right, too. Yeah, so was. Paul got both of them. <laughs> <laughs> Nonetheless, there we're going to take a look at Saturday's program, which features the grade one champion of champions. We've got a, is it a nine-race program, if I believe you remember so? Uh, yes, it is. Yes, nine, nine big pro- ones. Nine-race program here to end the night. Post time for the champion of champions is scheduled for 9.44 p.m., Local time. Let's kick it off. Race number one, four and a half furlongs. Maidens, Phillies, and Maris are going uh, four and a half, like we mentioned, for a tag of $3,500. It's Kathia. Even money, easy money. I'm going with the six because I think if you don't single this horse, then you're going to have to go yes. pretty deep mm-hmm. in here because outside of Kathia, I, I, I believe it's a pretty wide open race. Uh, this horse was much improved last time when Pieris got aboard. Uh, raced along the inside there and was, was closing late, only lost by a length and a quarter there. Uh, it has the best Equibase speed figures of this group by far, so I really think that it's Kithia's race to lose. Uh, for sure, it looks like that kind of race. Uh, uh, she's not the quickest. No. But that, that, that is what scares me. That That's what makes me just a little bit nervous. Um, and But if you look up and down the field, there's not a lot of definite speed. Mm-hmm. Can Ramon get speed out of the Sagrada Familia first time he has his Oranga? Interesting. To me, the main threat could be the five Lady Maxi because I was impressed with that second place finish, the first local start on September 6th. And then an even third, even third, troubled fifth. Now, I think this is a field where she can get the jump on the field. So I'm going to go six, five, and then the seven Sagrada Familia first time for Jesus Oranga. Um, the barn has been on, on a tear in 2019, so definitely deserves some respect getting Ramon Gusa there up aboard and has shown speed before. So I'm going to go 6-5-7 here to begin the night. Yeah, I like the same numbers, uh, just a little bit different order. I like the 7 on top. Uh, it switches to Gusi and Uranga, like you said, been lights out, hitting at 31%. 
uh, for the entire year. That's pretty hard to do. Uh, he, do he doesn't have that many runners, but hey, if you're, if you're winning 18 races, 31%, mm -hmm. you're doing something right. And this horse has shown speed, like you said. Uh, it's a pretty paceless field here. So if this horse can just improve and, and show a little bit better finish, it uh, could be dangerous. And then I like the five, Lady Maxi. Uh, if somehow this horse can get back to that start uh, four races back, stumbled and had to check early and still ran a pretty nice second by two and a half lengths, uh, I think will be you know, pretty tough in this field if it can fire back and it has shown a little bit more early speed. Uh, I think the three maybe is a little bit of a long shot there. We'll, we'll see because that one, uh, again, it's pretty paceless field, and it has shown speed in the past. But I like the same numbers as you. I like six, seven, five. Yeah, I might just go too deep in the pick four. I might just go five, six. I don't know. We'll have to. We'll have to decide. <laughs> we'll have to see what your budget yes. is. We'll have to decide. I have to consult with the bankroll manager. That's for sure. Race number two. We're cutting back slightly in distance to four furlongs, and just like that, bright and early, a lock of the night. Let's get right down to business. I like the two Mystic Gray for Sergio Morphin. Him and Juan Sanchez are hitting at 50% on the year. They, they've had 12 starts. They've won six of them. This horse drops in class from 8,000 at 870 in for five. Before that, it won by two and then had a nice second, only lost by three quarters. Take City by Storm is going to be drawn outside. I think that's the, the main speed rival uh, for Mystic Gray. Uh, but I, I think Mystic Gray has been racing at longer distances and been finishing. And Take City by Storm, really, I'm. I'm yeah, I'm not too thrilled about this horse as, as being a huge finisher if they get hooked up. So I'm hoping the cutback and drawn inside can get Mystic Gray the check. Ooh, the two. But we got some breaking news coming to the set. Oh, yes. Right this moment. We agree. Oh, wow. my terrific. We agree. Wow. <laughs> That's my check right here. Also, Mystic Gray. I was impressed with that win to starts back. And last time out, I just feel he didn't get the best of trips there. He wasn't really into the race as much as I would like so. And also, those A70s, they can be very tough. Yes. So I'm going to give this horse another shot. I agree with you. Uh, the main threat to me is the six here. Take City by Storm for Jesus Oranga and Edgar Payeras. Uh, his name of the game is break on top and try to take him. Or try to duel. Mm -hmm. Or take it, take it to him. No easy leads. Two starts back, through head, off slow, in a race to ignore. To me, he's definitely in the main threat to the two. If they duel, it could set it up for someone like the four here, Cash Encounter, the other Sergio Morphin runner who can come from off the pace, or maybe even the three bottle rocket there who gets Ramon Guse for Edgar, uh, for Jesus Ranga. Edgar Payer chooses to stay with the six. But I think it's a tricky race, but I agree with you. I think Mr. Gray, to me, 72 is a nice price. I'm going to go two, six, and four. Yeah, I like two, six, and three. I, I think uh, Goosey gets aboard the three. Hopefully he can put this horse uh, in a little sooner. He's been racing uh, against Allowance Company and uh, high claiming for the 870 ranks and against some uh, pretty fast horses like Lone Sharky. Uh, that one came back and, and achieved, who's done pretty well at 870. So, like you said, it, it could set up a, a little uh, speed duel here with the two and the six. And uh, Bottle Rocket was uh, finishing with interest last time at 870, so maybe a little softer company will, will help that closing kick. All right, race number three. We can start the quarter horse part of the program. We're going 300 yards for the maiden claimers, going for a tag of $16,000. We got a field of seven set to post. Who'd you pick? 
Uh, I thought this was another uh, pretty tough race. Um, I went to the seven horse, a short chocolate here. Uh, second time with Santos Perez. First time, uh, the, I thought the horse ran a pretty good third, only lost by half a length there. Uh, it drops into the claiming ranks for the first time and draws the outside. It beat the two, California Kiss, one of its main rivals here in the last start. So maybe just second time in the barn. Um, Jonathan Roman stays aboard this one over the four. Uh, hopefully uh, just with a with a class drop in the outside post, this one can get home. We're three for three. We agree again. Excellent. I, lo I love when it works <laughs> out this way. This is very, very interesting. I'm starting to get worried because I agree well, with a short chocolate on the outside. Don't don't get too much worried. I mean, it's a good thing I think when two experienced <laughs> handicappers love the same horse. And I think I think overall, if people go back and listen to our podcast where we have where we have overall overall agreement, we tend to do well. I think so. I think at first we were like, oh uh, no, no, this no. is gonna be a bad <laughs> night. But then it actually turns out to do good. <laughs> and and we don't talk about selection before the before the podcast. Nope. We we don't do it. We like to just come in, sit down, and just bounce back and forth as we as we go along. But yeah, I agree with a short chocolate. I think this one can break better. It goes from the inside from the rail to the outside, uh, and I think that that could prove to be beneficial. I'm gonna go seven, five, two. Not really a lot to look forward to. I'm going just pretty much straight down what it looks like uh, whatever you think faced uh, made in claimers 20,000 last time out finished third on their Cruz Mendes he stays aboard um, for this two-year-old gulling by uh, by a political just for the barn of Jose Flores and the two a California kiss who was a beating uh, the beaten favorite last time out I guess a short chocolate could have needed the race off that little bit of a layoff don't really know what to make of her I don't know if I'm gonna use her or not in the pick four given that the seven already uh, finished her uh, so I'm a little bit concerned about the two don't know what the deal is I don't know if I should use or will probably end up beating me if I toss I'm still on the fence about her if you're looking at someone else maybe the four at a bit of a price mm -hmm. at work 1230 uh, prior to that debut race over a good track you know you always want to see a race under them and this could be a horse that can improve so I'm going to go 7-5-2 here in race 3. Yeah, I'm glad you talked about the 4. That's uh, my second pick here. Uh, Hot Chick Nikila here for Roberto Dominguez. Uh, it's pretty well bred. Walk through fire at a dollar's chick. That yeah. horse has dropped a lot of runners here over the years at, at Los Alamitos. I think it was just a lot at first asking. Uh, straight maiden, and it was on a good wet surface. Uh, I think you know that's just a lot to ask for, for a horse coming out here and making their first start. And was bumped both sides at the start. So I think it's going to have a fast track, you know, should be on, on Saturday night. Uh, we don't expect any rain, and it drops into an easier spot here. Uh, I think we'll be uh, overlooked. And then I'm going to go to the two, California Kiss, uh, that you spoke about. The last two races have been pretty good. Uh, weekend last time, but the outing before that against Celtic Miracle, uh, who is a very high-priced runner for Paul Jones, had some trouble, veered in and bumped, lugged out, uh, had the lead and only lost by half a length here. This is another one that drops into the claiming ranks for the, for the first time and faced a short chocolate. So uh, I think that one just has been in the mix lately and maybe takes another step forward. Looking forward to there to race number three. Little tricky race, but we agree once again on the outside part of the track. <laughs> All right. By the way, I'm, I'm I'm flipping to the night lines. It's a fat night lines. There's there's there's. That's what I mean when we were starting to go through and, and look at all these. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm not used to having all these pages. I might have had to go and get a new toner just to print out these PPs. Race number four, we're going 350 yards for the 
Ribigan, Ribigan, excuse me, overnight handicap here, going for a purse of twenty thousand dollars. It's gonna be such an easy pick for such an easy pick for in a hard group you're giving your lock who we got don't don't overthink it okay lock of the night madame of fire and the on the onside part of the track. flores is your man huh oh uh, yes i think what was it block of the night jose flores just maybe last week with blackjack and b you got the nb again here on madame of fire you got the outside post and to me She's always been so good out of the gate. And I remember four starts back. She was my lock of the night back then. And Chance of Fire, a horse that had a tendency to not break. He broke the best of his career to beat me that night. But <laughs> I didn't waver. I came back with Madame Fire last time out. Got bet down to even money. But got the job done. And to me, she can get the jump in the field from the outside part of the track. 350 is probably the, the, the longest the farthest she wants to go to run her a game she can definitely go for 100 and be competitive but i think this is where she can still run her a game and to me from that outside part of the track i'm going to make her the lock of the night well i wish i could be there with you oh. but i have her for a second i'm okay. not i'm not too okay. far okay. off okay. All right. but i agree with everything you said but i'm going with the the whole hard knocking filly here or sorry mayor for mm -hmm. one all i'm on I knew I'm, it. I'm going with elicity i knew it uh you know, is just the class of the field. Ran a good fourth last time out against Tough to Figure, which, my question, does anybody ever have Tough to Figure when, when she wins? No. She seems to always want to play spoiler <laughs> yes, in exactly. everybody's uh -huh. tickets. Mm -hmm. Just when you think, oh, I think Tough to Figure is going to run third. She's going to run third yeah. or fourth. <laughs> yeah, and then boom. once you get off, boom, she, <laughs> she just pops up at a big price just to snap your ticket. So, you know, not surprising that uh, sometimes she'll pop up and run a big one there. But, you know, Elicity uh, is pretty good. Uh, I think 350 is right up her alley. Uh, is always right there. Uh, just finished right behind Tough to Figure on our way and Matilda Check. But before that, I really like that outing against Apolitical Pence. You know, you know that Monia Rosa runner uh, who just runs lights out every time. We don't have to say too much about him. But was a game second there going 1672. Uh, I think if uh, she can just translate that to 20 more yards, which I don't think she has any problem getting the distance, should be tough. I'm going to go to the 8, Madam on Fire, your lock, who you just talked about. Uh, she can just get out there and flat out run. She beat Splendid Cause, who uh, is another Alamon runner mm -hmm. uh, that we'll see later on on Saturday, and then beat Remember the Rose in that same race, who uh, can just flat out fly at 300 yards sometimes. So I think uh, with a clean start from the outside, she looks tough. And then I'm going to go to the six, the other Alamon runner, mm -hmm. Finian Faith. Uh, scratched last time out, I believe, uh, was supposed to run in the same race as, as Elicity. Um, comes back in here and has just been hooking up against really strong horses, BH Lisa's boy, Tarzanito, KZZ Moves, Tequila Sangria. You know, all, these, all the horses we're basically going to yes. see in the Champion of Champions uh, later on on Saturday night. But before that, uh, beat Wright Regal, uh, who's a pretty good runner there for Jose Flores, so I think she uh, does get a little bit of class relief, uh, but I'm just hoping everything is okay and this horse is ready to roll off that scratch. Man, Juan Sanchez is going to have, uh, excuse me, Juan Alamo is going to have like a a grudge against Madame of Fire. Got B last time out. <laughs> yep. He's got two against here, and sorry, he's going to run second once again. <laughs> is this going to be the Alamon Heartbreaker? Is that <laughs> yeah, what you're going to nickname her? So. By the way, can you, can you give me some credit for calling a comeback year for Juan Alamon? Can you give me some credit here? I will say, 
You, you need to hit the applause button for that. I will tell you to hit the applause button. All right. Olivon has been sneaky good this year. Uh-huh. Thank I mean, you. He's been laying low. We're going to talk about his chances in the two million. Yeah. yeah. But you did it. You called it. Olivon has been rolling this year. Ah, just just how I called it. Just how I brought it up. <laughs> but no, you know, and rightfully so. Uh, uh, good to see Juan Olivon, the barn back, clicking on, on very good cylinders. Um, he's had a very... I want to say a very sneaky good year. Yeah, right. Exactly. He hasn't had like the boom, the standouts, mm -hmm. but he's had a very good sneaky good year. Uh, and you know, it's been fun to see one of those barns get back into the mix of things here in 2019. And and to touch back on Juan Alamán, how about these two uh, mares that he has here? Look at the breeding. It's he's got stamped them out. This is Juan Alamán true and true. Yeah, that is one thing. I I see that a lot of the mares that he's had over the years. Um, they just go right back into his barn. Yeah. It's like people really trust him and remember uh, that he's had these families over the years. So um, I, I think, God, I'm trying to think, uh, he has one for the two million. Uh, I, I would have to bring up the PP. I'll, I'll bring it up in the two million, but I remember they did an interview on the TVG Draw Show, and, yeah. and they're like, you know, there was Caleb once again saying, yeah. you you raced the mayor, yeah. and yeah. He, how, did, how does uh, she yeah. remind you of her? Yeah. So. Yeah, they uh, he tends to stick with the familiar connections, but that's good. I mean, yeah. you give you get great stock that way. Yeah, you definitely do. Race number five. We're turning the page here for this is the part of the mid card double because we have six race. Excuse me, nine races. So race number five is not the late before it, but it does start the mid card double. We're going three hundred yards claiming event for two year olds, which have never won two races, going for a claiming tag of ten thousand dollars, a competitive field of six. I would be surprised if we agree here in this spot. Yeah, I could see uh, us going some different directions. I'm going to go with the four favorite foos. How about you? What not, do you got? Not even in my top three. Oh, <laughs> well, I did say well, we could go yes. some, some different ways here. Uh, got bumped at the start last time out, and I, I thought put up a pretty good effort there. Uh, Jasso was riding that night uh, in replace of Gaska. Ayala hops aboard. Who uh, I, don't, I can't remember what the standings are. Right now, so Ayala won with Miss Ray Political. That kay. was his only win of the night. So he would be at seventy-three. Yeah, and Vinny didn't win one. So three length, uh, three win cushion I in got front you. of Vinny. Okay, so I, uh, I think these two are just going to be, you know, they're right next to each other in yes. this race. So mm -hmm. you, you know they're trying. And I think Miss Chowchilla, this was another one that they kind of just tossed Vinny maybe I on a, a right. live horse. Maybe like, they threw him a bone here. Well, I have a grudge against Miss Chowchilla. <laughs> can, can you remember how many times I made this one the lock of the night? Let me see. Mm, I want to say, not counting last time out, so five starts. Yes. A minimum of two. I want to say three. I have made this one the lock of the night. So what did I do on the 15th of November? I tossed. I tossed Miss <laughs> Chowchilla. What did she do? She won easily by half a length. You should have brought up uh, the bad piece therapist oh, and man. told him exactly oh. how many diapers that this oh, horse man. has burned oh. in your wallet. Uh, I don't even want to talk about it. Go ahead. Go okay, ahead. Well, well, we'll get back. Uh, favorite foos, uh, Matt Fails, hitting at 20% all year long, uh, fires. He's going to put Ayala on this live horse. Uh, last time out, had a good effort for 16 before that. Uh, one for 12.5, uh, non-winners of two, and actually drops down below that. So he comes down, he drops uh, two levels here, down to 10,000 uh, 10, non-winners at two, and uh, sitting at four to one, so I think it's a good price on him. Yeah, what about this? You know, Matt Phillips gives a ride here to Hesayala. John Cooper gives one to Vinny. 
I mean, they're just that's what I'm saying. Just feeding it, right? It's kind of if you're really paying attention uh, to Losa all year long. It's kind of the little storylines, and, and you know these jocks are really going to be trying on these horses. <laughs> well, I'm going to pick the two hanger twenty four here, Juan Pablo Leon here, and it could be just the the fact that Juan Pablo had you know ridden the two as well for John Cooper. He decided to stick with the two. Yeah, but of course, you know, you give one to Vinny, give him a shot. Yep, it makes the race interesting, right? Yep. But I like too. I like the way he looked uh, winning last time out from the rail. Uh, it was a strong victory. Visually, it was impressive. And I think he's he's definitely a, a horse to watch for here. Um, the six is going to be my second choice. OJD one favorite JJ. Say that fast five times there. Jose Flores on the outside for Jairo Angel. I've been off the layoff since July. First time for Jose Flores. Got bumped. Still made some ground there late and finished third. I thought it was a better looked effort. Definitely a horse that can improve. And then, yes, I am going to use a five for third. My nemesis, Miss Chalchilla. <laughs> well, know, you don't want to go totally uh, off, right? But, you know, the thing was, half-sibling to Chalchilla Chickadee. Yeah, I know. Early on. I know. Boom, clunker. Boom, clunker. <laughs> boom, clunker. All right, I'm off tonight, not even including in my pick four. Boom, easy Well, one. didn't it take you a long time to get off uh, Chalchilla Chickadee? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then once I got on back on, yeah. she ran a huge effort and got beat like a nose, like yeah. a whisker. Uh, I don't know. Oh, such a good family yeah, for That family's been so good to me. <laughs> so, so good. Can you just tell? Yeah. So I like the four on top. Uh, I like the two hanger 24 for a second, even though we're saying uh, Vinny's uh, getting somewhat of a live mount yeah. here on the five. I, I still think uh, that the two is the better of the two John Cooper horses. Uh, last time out, just uh, drew clear really nicely from the inside and actually uh, ran a pretty good second there on September 13th from the two hole. He lost by three quarters to the Odell runner, Lindana. So I, I think uh, looks poised to, to run another good race there. And I'm going to go to the six, OJD, one favorite, JJ. Uh, I thought maybe this horse would regress uh, heading out of the Monte Rosa barn, but you know, got bumped repeatedly and I, I think still finished out well. Uh, is lightly raced, draws the outside, and uh, maybe second time in the Flores barn could take a step forward. All right, race number six, the start of the late pick four. We're going the tricky distance of 110 yards. And why Why did they pick to put this one to begin the pick four and not the fifth race? Oh, God! Just to throw a wrench into the sequence. God, I mean, uh, I know a lot of gamblers who are not happy about the 110-yard race. Give them to me. I like the, <laughs> I like the chaos on them. You I company, just, man. I just love it. I love God, the chaos. you tell the company line. <laughs> I love the chaos of the 110s. I just love it. I absolutely love it. Race number six, who did you pick? Going with the two, Spirit Foose, the Sharp Breaker. You see all the ones on, on the charts. Uh, I mean, it. the chart call is just so good. I can't <laughs> ignore these charts. But, I mean, he's just been a, a really, just a, a rocket ship. He's been so fast out of the gate here. It's hard to ignore him at, at 110 yards. Uh, I know things can happen, but uh, I'm just going to go based on, on what the uh, the lines say here. Uh, and I think if you're just going 110 yards, uh, I think the logical horse is the two. You're going to trust that chart color? Mm. I know there's been a lot of bad things said about him, <laughs> but I'm, I'm one of the few guys that sticks up for him. Shout out to Roque Gonzalez. Roque, the high right-hand man yep. for Paul Jones, owner and breeder. And uh, it's been a very productive here, gelding here to begin the career. A couple of tough, actually three tough beats for him, but you can't ignore break on top, break on top, has the lead, has the lead. I mean, it just makes sense that uh, he's going to be the horse to beat. Starlet immediately towards his outside, the filly, I think, could be one of those threats here to break out of the gate in good order. She tends to break well. She tends to accelerate nicely there. She's definitely the, the main threat, I think, for him. And then I'm going to go to the sixth, getting now for Matt Fels and Jesus Ayala. 
There goes that connection again. Mm-hmm. And they won a 110-yard sprint, the jockey training combination. I want to know, I want to say maybe last week or so. Very impressively. I think the horse won almost by a length in the end. Uh, but getting now, draws the outside post. Broke well last time out. Broke on top, two starts back. Uh, definitely deserves plenty of respect. So I'm going to go through 2-3-6 here. Race number six. I'm going to go for a little bit of price uh, in the second spot. I'm going to go Rousing Freight. Uh, this horse was a steward scratch, well, a re-entry scratch uh, from Friday night. Uh, I believe it was going 300 for 16, maybe the last condition. Uh, I'm not quite sure. Don't quote me. Uh, but uh, was scratched out to run in this race and uh, just straight allowance, 110 yards. Uh, is usually quick from the gate and has been facing some pretty good company along the way. So, I mean, might come in at a price there if she can get out of the gate, right? And then I'm going to go to the six, get it now. Matt fails, Jesus Ayala. I, I like the five to one on a horse that is quick and draws the outside. Yeah, going further than this, I don't think the horse can win, but like we said, I'm only going at 110, and Ayala can get him out of the gate. Let's get some chaos to begin <laughs> the late pick more. Race number seven. We're going 330 yards, quarter horses for a claiming tank of $25,000. For three-olds and up, we got a field of eight. Very interesting field of eight. We got a previous lock of the night here in the mix of things. But who did you pick here? This is where I want some chaos. This, I'm going for the four. <laughs> I'm going for four sweet Jess. Look at you. I'm expecting Ayala to just have an absolute bang of you a get, night. Are going to seal the deal? Yep. I mean, he's just going to start pulling away from Vinny there at the end, drawing away. I'm going to the four, four sweet Jess. First time Lindolfo. Uh, this horse has been quick out of state, and I, I really think that that's uh, Lindolfo's strong point is that uh, he can get horses that are quick early uh, to improve. He's 38% uh, first time horses that come to his barn. Him and Ayala are hitting at 30%. Uh, I think he's well spotted uh, for the debut. Last time against uh, SF Hot Pass and Ion Capo, just my kiss. Um, I think that's just way too tough of a field. I uh, had zero chance. But at Emerald Downs there uh, in those stakes races uh, and against familiar foe, CM Boom Shakalaka, who mm-hmm. I think we would like in this field, uh, only lost by a head there. So I think running against a and, uh, familiar horse like that and doing pretty well, joins a hot barn, maybe can drop a price. So you got a price on top. I've got a price for second, which is going to be the five, be a farmhand okay. there for Paul Jones. But my selection is going to be Delayed Steel, who was... I want to say this one was the lock of the night two starts back yes uh because i remember vividly because i think i was working with scotty and scotty was like i can't even see the last time this horse won <laughs> i was like trust me i'm not scared doesn't worry me delayed steel lock of the night you said thanks scotty for putting him into the winner exactly <laughs> cruise home half a length didn't sweat the photo five to two thank you i'm going to the bank but the late steel has maybe that that was a win that you know what? A little bit of confidence. Came back and won again as the betting favorite. But battle back game me there to win in 15-54. I like what I've saw, seen in the last two starts. I'll stick with a 7. But I like the 5 at a price here at 8-1. to one, Cutting back from the 550-yard event against Yankee and Ballast Point. Uh, not about two horses were in second to. No. Yankee and Ballast Point. But I, I'm looking at that effort two starts back. That was a very, very good effort there. Second behind Jesu and Senator and 16-90. He packs a good strong leg kick. So I'm going to go 7, 5, and then the one genuine version here for Sal Rivera and Armando Cervantes. And uh, you rarely see $20,000 claiming now get claimed. Yeah. And they claimed this one. They wanted this one in the barn. 
They shortened her up to 110. Got that win by a nose. But this is a horse that won nicely going 333 starts back. Won 304 starts back. The good form is there if you ignore that trouble trip two starts ago. So I'm going to give the one a shot, and I'm going to go 7-5-1. The one was a hard horse uh, for me to leave out. Uh, I, I am a little worried about that one. I went four on top, and then I went delayed steel. Um, I think this horse you know, was just out of conditions, and here they put him in for 25. So I think they're really just saying, hey, if you want him, come take him. Uh, they're just going to be competitive because he's been facing a lot of good horses uh, throughout his career and finally got some relief in the last pair, and then resulted in two wins. So I think on paper he's definitely the horse to beat. And then I'm going to go to the eight, Harem Bar Cartel on the outside. Uh, draws next to the main rival, Delayed Steel. Uh, so should get away pretty quickly. And I like that, uh, let's see, five races back there on May 18th. I, I know uh, it has been a while, but fired off a, a 1671 at 330 yards. And I, I think a time, uh, a repeat time of that uh, wins this race. Gets some class relief, like I said, dropping into a claimer. Had to face Dexter, Symbol of Faith, uh, Chocolatito, Conquering Marie. So has been hooking some good ones as well. So uh, just hopefully dropping in for a tag here and drawing the outside gets this horse home. And uh, that one is definitely one of the ones I'm scared of there. The eight on the outside, Harem Bar Car Tell. All right, race number eight. There's two races left. You know what time it is. Hell eight daily double. We're going 300 yards for this allowance event. We got a field of seven. And to me, this was a very interesting field. Very yep. interesting, top to bottom. You start building a case there for a few of these. Who did you pick here in race number eight? I'm going to go with that old family of Remember Me Rose. I'm going Remember the Rose here for Mike Castleman. Uh, draws outside and gets back to 300 yards. I think that's this horse's best distance. Boy, you're all Team Ayala tonight. Oh, that's true. Ayala's going to win another one? I, I, hope, Or me? I hope Orlando's already uh, drawing up Ayala's <laughs> set record of number of wins for the night. I didn't even realize that until now. But, uh, I mean, has faced really nice horses and... She can put up just amazing times at, at 3.30, uh, you know, 15.53, went 15.40 uh, last year. Draws the outside. Uh, I think just when you when you start to discount her, that's when she could pop up and run a big one here. So I'm going to go to the seven. Remember the rose. Not even in my top three. God. I'm going uh, to the uh, one. You gave me, like, heartburn <laughs> right now for you to say that. I'm going to Esteline or Esteline, however you want to call it, that one, uh, from the rail for Hector Magallanes, Cruz Mendes, um, and she looks sharp three starts back in August off of that layoff. It's not easy to win like that against that type of allowance field off a layoff like that. And then went out of state again, didn't fire. Came back last time out against Conqueror Marie, just sent it, just flashy. Very good field. And didn't fire her best effort. To me, getting back to 300 and back against a field like this, she makes a lot of sense for me. I like the rail there for Esteline. And I'll go to the four deceiver for second. Uh, has been mainly sprinting in the last few starts there. Two out of three going 110. But once upon a time, I thought he was going to be, a, uh, she was going to be very, very sharp there. And they'd qualify to the deuce there in 2018. Uh, obviously, it was an extended layoff. She didn't come back until August. Uh, maybe she's back in form. We'll have to wait and see to see how she fires. But she definitely deserves plenty of respect. And then I'm going to go to the two, Splendid Cause. Another one that only not only is trained by Juan Alleman, but has Juan Alleman breeding everywhere. Mm -hmm. A Political Jess, Answer the Dream, 
Carlos Huerta joins the board, comes back and runs second to Marama Fire MB. Hopefully that one already cashed as the lock of the night by the time we're speaking. And I think that was a very good second. So I'm going to go one four two here in race number eight. Well, the only one of those I'm throwing out is the two splendid cause because I think that horse, uh, although uh, has some past class, I, I think is a little slower early. So I don't think 300 yards uh, is to her liking. I'm going to go to the one, Esteline, uh, former lock of the night here yes. at Los Alamitos. Has lost out of state, but I think this is a horse that I think runs better at Los Al. Yes. Uh, it, it seems like the, she is really taken to this surface. You see, you can see uh, has three wins there and a, and a fourth in the PCQHRA. She was a favorite. She yeah. was a favorite. I mean, she she was uh, favorited over uh, Coleman 47, pretty fancy dude, who at the time I think was pretty well regarded for Castleman. So I, I think uh, she's going to fly under the radar here on Saturday night. Uh, she is facing older, but usually a quick breaker and, and draws the inside. Uh, I like her being down along in there. And then I'm going to go to the four deceiver, like you said. Uh, I think we thought this horse was a, one that wanted more distance. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's kind of shocked me that she hasn't really been showing uh, what she showed us uh, in her two-year-old campaign. Uh, she was uh, quicker there and, like you said, qualified to the two million. But I think we're just going to have to see if she can find uh, that late kick again when I, I really don't like that they're going from 110 to 300 to 110 kind of uh, jerking her around like that. I wish they'd just uh, leave her and, and get her to find her stride again. But I like drawing uh, the middle part of the track for Deceiver. All right, we flipped the page. We have arrived to the featured event on Saturday night, the Champion of Champions, grade one, $600,000 in the purse. The classic quarter horse, this is of 440 yards, a terrific field of 10 assembled, Flash and roll is absolutely perfect at Los Alaminos. BH Thesis Boys loves this distance. Curtis, what did you pick? I said it last, well, last podcast. I'm going to the four. Flash and oh roll has never made a mistake <laughs> at Los Al. I know it's a lot of pressure to put on this Philly, but I was singing the praises of powerful favorite all year long. The way she put him away. Yeah. I'm, he tested. Um, I feel I feel bad for Power Favorite. I was like, yeah. Oh my God. Ran a super good race. Yes. I mean, was right there. And even Cody said we broke really well, and Powerful Favorite was was right alongside us the whole way. And I, I thought that uh, she did it really easy. It was only a neck margin, but I think she had Powerful Favorite measured the entire way. We uh, already have seen that she's won trials out of state, uh, going 440. So we know that she can get the distance. Uh, she drew exactly where she wanted to. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Justin Joyner had said that outside know, of BAC's boy. Yeah. Uh, well, we saw a couple of them. Yeah. Uh, that that got where they wanted, but yeah, like uh, you said, drew outside of BH Lisa's boy, which I, I think is key to getting the jump on him early. But I mean, ha has uh, just run lights out from the four hole. So I think everything came up her way. So I'm gonna go with the four flash and roll on Saturday. You can keep flash and roll. I'm sticking with the old gelding, B.H. Thesis boy here. Uh, and you got to give credit to Oscar Andrade, who has fit him absolutely perfect. 100%. He's, 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 he's very young, obviously a young rider, but uh, the bloodlines are there uh, from his dad and his mother, uh, both very good horse people. And he just looks so good in the saddle. He makes very little mistakes uh, in, a, in a sport where, you know, it's not about, it's not about how good you are, it's about how how good you are at not making a lot of mistakes yes because there's going to be a lot of mistakes whether it's veering out 
uh, overcorrecting or drifting out or getting left at the gate or things like that. But he fit this seven-year-old gelding so good. 440. I mean, that's 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 his distance here for the seven-year-old gelding. And if he runs his A game, uh, they're going to be chasing him. But you got to respect the gate speed of flash and roll. <coughs> Excuse me. And she loves this track as well. But I'm going to split him. Okay. And second, I'm going to an old friend of ours, Katie's Easy Moves. Oh, okay. I thought maybe you were going to go to uh, somebody else, but you like Katie? I mean, Monty will be very yes. happy to hear that. <laughs> Shout out to Monty. <laughs> and he gave uh, BH Lisa's boy a run for his money last time out. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that was a fluke. I think he can break. I think he's going to be right there in the mix of things. So I'm going to go 2-5-4 here in the Champion of Champions. You know, I didn't pick Katie's Easy Moves, but uh, you know, I respect uh, the heck out of this horse. It's just one of the, the quickest breakers I think I've ever seen yep. here at Los Al, uh, which I think that will pr uh, pressure flash and roll early. Yes. Um, but like you said, gave BH Lisa's boy, well, twice in a row gave yes, BH Lisa's exactly. boy uh, everything he could handle. So uh, I definitely don't uh, see Katie's easy moves being too far out of it. Nope. But nonetheless, I do take the 10. I'm going to split BH Lisa's boy. Uh, I'm going, he looks uh -huh. hot on the outside, a horse that there's been so many uh, trials and tribulations with this horse, and he just keeps firing. But I think the outside draw was exactly what this horse wanted. He doesn't really make any mistakes, and I think being drawn next to just a cartel, who uh, I, there's really no doubt in my mind that he looks hot, is, is going to be out in the clear over yes. just a cartel early. And he just runs lights out every time from the outside. And let's see, in the Los Alamitos Championship last year, from the 10 hole, he went 21-34. So he can put up some spectacular times uh, from that outside post. So I, I think he's a, a pretty good price there at 5-1 to one on him. And then I'm going to go to the 2, BH Lisa's boy. Oscar, like you said, has just been you know getting this horse to break. Before Oscar got on this horse, Caesar Franco, 9th. Caesar, yep, I don't want to knock you, Caesar. But Caesar, 9th. 5th, Saul Ramirez, another you know champion jockey, 10th. Mm. And Oscar has been no worse than fourth out of the gate with BH Lisa's boy. Has uh, been making him uh, look like a spry three-year-old again. Yes. So I, you know, we know he likes the distance. Uh, my only concern, he's down there uh, uh, you know, alongside Tequila Sangria. The Bermuda Triangle. Definitely gonna have to to fly out of there and hot stepper, and he's got the two hole. So I, I think he can't get too far behind early. Which of course, you know, saying that is yeah. no big surprise. But really, uh, against a, a good field like this. He's, he's got to pop out of there and not get shut off. So I'm going to go flash and roll. He looks hot and BH Lisa's boy. So, yeah, my superfecta horse would be the 10. Who would be your superfecta horse? I believe I'm kind of caught between <coughs> Katie and Hot Stepper. Um, a hot stepper, I think, with Ramon Sanchez getting aboard last I mean, what time. What an effort. What an effort uh, he, last time. He just kind of popped up out of nowhere and beat. He looks hot and zooming for spuds. And, and he went 1953. And he's a horse that we've already seen uh, run plenty of times at 440. He can get the distance, no problem. So it's more, I think, hot stepper can get the distance. And Katie's easy moves uh, can really fly out of there and try and hold on. But. I, I'm gonna ha I'm gonna go with my main man Sanchez, and I, I'm gonna go with the the three hot stepper for my superfecta horse. I'm shaking my head because I'm 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 looking at Zuman for Spuds, and I've seen this movie before. I mean, would it surprise <laughs> you? Would it surprise you? Zuman for Spuds runs his lights out. <sighs> you know Caleb's gonna be on him. You know Caleb's <laughs> gonna be on set touting him up. But I I think 
I, I just think Father Time has caught up with zooming for spuds. I, I think he's gonna be out there early. I, I look if you want to want to see the the, you know the early part of the race, just you know look straight to the three, four, five, and six. I oh, mean, they, these horses can really pop out of there early, and uh, you know it's gonna be right there. And look for the two and the ten. He looks hot to to be rolling there late, but. I don't know. I think this is the swan song for zooming for spuds. What if, what if uh, last year at this at this point in time, I would have told you, you know what? Next year you're gonna get Jessica Cartel at eight ten to one at post time. Oh, I mean how how the tides have turned. Right? Huh? I'm, he was uh, you know everybody's favorite uh, going into the. But going how about the this? We gotta give him credit. How about being stuck on the rail and it didn't matter? Carlos Huerta jumps aboard, he wins. Yeah, I think that was the the key. I, I think uh, Huerta, we've seen it all year long. I think that was kind of a um, a, a trend we saw was yeah. Huerta hopping aboard for for uh, riders, and because Huerta, I think people had kind of wrote him off uh, yeah. for a long time. Yeah. And the you know the trainers don't forget good jockeys. No, and he hopped aboard a lot of horses and and turned them around this year. Yeah, he's definitely been uh, on a good side of things for this year, and of course, Jessica Cartel won nicely in 1968. On the other side, looking looking some of the others, we got Mia Morsecreto for Martos Carrizales, who I think probably needed a race over the track. He, he's probably going to improve. And the, here's the thing. I don't know. I don't know what happened. But Tequila Sangria looked very, very flat to me last time. Yeah. I mean, and you, George, everyone else was giving me slack for making him the lock of the night on, on that, uh, what was it, Millie Vessels? Yeah. Yeah, Millie Vessels there. 3 O's facing tougher. Off the layoff, boom! I didn't, I didn't, I didn't listen to the nonsense. Got the job done. Ran a huge effort, but not only did she run a huge effort, H and J's ran a huge effort that night as well. It, yep, beat them on the square. Thirty to one and twenty-one outside shots there. Uh, I was just disappointed. I thought she was a bit flat last time out. Yeah, I think uh, in that Millie Vessels there, I was looking for the effort that Tequila Sangria <laughs> ran in that trial yeah. outing just to pop out of there yeah. and weekend, but. Yep, pulled the upset on A's and J's. So I, I, I like more in the in the champion of champions here. I, I definitely think A's and J's uh, has been battle tested a lot more than Tequila Sangria. Uh, Jose Nicasio stays aboard here for Monty. I think this is another horse that can fly out of there and get in the mix. It's it's just a question if she can get the 440 against this group. It's gonna be a fun edition of the champion of champions. That is my favorite sure. race of the year. That is gonna be for sure. Flipping the page. Sunday night, grade one, Los Alamitos, $2 million futurity. We got a 10 fastest qualifiers. Up and Adam won the shake. I mean, that was drama. Drama aboard drama. How about having the same time to the third decimal? You know, I've never had to shake. I've been 11th. Uh, a, a few times to get into fraternity, and that is that hurts. That is heart pounding out of your chest <laughs> when you have to sit there and wait for those times, and you finally get snapped, or you know you just run a couple seconds off and don't make it in. But thank God I've never had to be in a shake because <laughs> I I might faint if uh, either way the pill comes out <laughs> exactly. I might faint. Who knows? But up and at him there won the shake. He draws the ten posts. But this is this is it. Are you a believer in nomadic? I have Nomadic for second. What? I have it for, you know, even, I, I picked it last time, ran a super bang up race. Breaking last news. Time out. Breaking news. Curtis. <laughs> what? Is that a full believer in Nomadic? <laughs> <laughs> I, well, you know, I even 
I got even more confident going into the trials because I asked Willoughby. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough about up and out. Yeah. How about Nomadic? And he's like, oh, yeah, he's a pretty good horse. I was like, oh, thank you for being low key because that means this horse is sitting on a big one. <laughs> uh, but I'm actually going to go with the price here. I'm going to go with the five. Cattail Cove for one all what? of us. Don't tell me. <laughs> My long shot of the night, ladies You're and gentlemen. Long- Wait, do you have him on top? Second. Okay, Second. okay. I I know wow. you, you picked them previously. Uh, what was that well, in the uh, PCQHRA or, yeah, or Governor's uh, Cup? I want to say leading up to that Governor's Cup, July. Yeah. So it was a Governor's Cup. Yeah, yeah. you had you you had them uh, to win the Governor's Cup. Yeah. Welcome back. After a brief intermission, we got cut off there. Uh, Professor G is over here counting boxes or something. I mean, he's interrupting a, a yeah. world class podcast over here. For God's sakes, it's midnight. Doesn't the guy ever leave? <laughs> I thought it was uh, the janitor or somebody <laughs> coming through, and Professor, obviously, he's been down at Burghardt's having some fun yes, down there. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, shout out to Professor G here. Uh, we almost by. got him on a podcast. Almost, almost. <laughs> that but was he, the closest. He, he said he was too busy, so we'll <laughs> let him slide again. We'll have to look for next year's consensus. But picking up where we left off, you're not a full believer in nomadic. Cattail Cove, you're going back to this one. Yeah, I, I thought this horse... Uh, just really, really did well after that uh, bump twice at the start there and finished out well. I uh, thought the horse would really like 400 yards the whole year. Where to opts for this horse over the other two Alamon runners uh, is going to drop a nice little price at 8-1. to one. I, I think this horse just really drew the best out of all the other ones in the field. 8-1. to one. Is it eight to one the morning? Eight to one, fat eight to one. You get on this horse. And look, you know I, I've, I've been a believer in this one before. Uh, picked them in there in the Governor's Cup. Uh, but I remember that night, vividly, September 27th, you were like, you're not picking him? I, I was shocked. I remember I remember that night vividly. I was like, "This is you're not picking him on top? What's going on? I was like, <laughs> I think he might need a race. I think he, he might need a race. But on, on trials night, I came up, and uh, we saw the consensus, and uh, George really liked Sasmo Goo, well, blue, excuse me, who ended up finishing second. But I told you, you've had if I had an alternate lock, it was going to be Cattell Cove. Yeah. Because I made you can run that night, the lock of the night. But I really thought the distance was going to be no concern for Cattell Cove. And in that field, there was a few runners that were trying to distance for the first time. But to me, if he got a clean start, he was going to be hard to beat. And he ran lights out. I'm going to make him my long shot of the night tonight. So that's my second choice. But to me, Nomadic was ultra impressive and then looking back at it even before the show i told you why didn't i trust him more that night given how well circle city had developed up to that point yes and to me i mean he did everything perfect can he do everything perfect once again yeah my only argument with this horse was that he almost broke too well (laughs) i think he he just absolutely flew out of the gate you tell me that's not good that you're you're breaking too well that's (laughs) not good look i i get it it's quarter horse race you want to break the best you can but he almost jumped out of the gate so he (laughs) caught an absolute fly out of there uh i'm not sure this horse can break that well again maybe he breaks on top again Yes, I believe that could happen. I just don't think he can break as well as he did last time out. But I think the 400 yards is no problem for this horse. 1967, tough time there. But I like that you're taking a shot. We're in agreement here with Cattell Cove here. Yes. But look, I have to admit, one for your life, 
chuck him out. Not in my top four. Not in my top three. Not even in my top four, Curtis. I completely agree with you. What? I completely... You know, call us crazy. <laughs> you know, put us in the mental institution because it's been Chris O'Dell's year. Him yes. and Eduardo Nicasio. You know, the well-bred runner has looked uh, amazing since taking the blinkers off, but I don't see enough improvement. Uh, you know, the horse has been putting up 1987, 1992, and 1986. I don't think that gets the job done. I'm going to go 7-5-2. Floki, who ran a huge effort for third, two starts back there in the Futurity in October, and then came back and was battle-tested in that trial to win in 1985. I think he's sitting on a big effort. I think he needed that outing there. I think he's going to move forward here for Jose Flores and, and company. I'm going to go 7-5-2. I like the 5. All right. I like the 7. All right. I'm going to go to another Alamon runner, Sacred Nation. Toward the outside here, Look has gone you. inside of Up and Adam, who this horse ran down last time. Up and Adam got away, you know, and, and that's Up and Adam's game. But Sacred Nation stayed right there. Uh, was drawn on the outside there uh, that maybe could have hurt up in Adam's chances that maybe didn't see Sarah Nation, but uh, this horse is battle-tested, and I think it can just be taking to the Los Alamitos surface very well. I think this one got a nice draw. The 400 yards is no distance. So I'm looking for a sneaky Alamon duo to be in the top three. Ralph is going to be a happy man if he listens to the podcast because you're picking two of his runners in the top three here. <laughs> For the deuce. Come on, Mr. Newcomb. Can you can you uh, give us a couple pesos here to take care of the light bill on the Los Ponies uh, we podcast? We need a sponsor. We do need a sponsor. I, I mean, just just throw a few bones our way after you have a, a pretty good night on Sunday night. All right. So I already said that Run for Your Life is out of my top three. Yes. I'm going to an old friend of mine for the Superfecta. I'm not giving up on this horse, Curtis. Okay. One more time, up and at him. It's got to be that outside post. He's got to have a clean path to run. This has got to be it. Did you just not hear me say that Sacred Nation <laughs> ran by up and at him last time and here they are drawn next to him? <laughs> oh, he's got to turn the tables. He's got to turn the tables on that one. But if there's one post that up and at him needed in a field like this, I think it's got to be that outside post. He can definitely finish, but he needs to get out there running quickly, just like he did last time out. And maybe, just maybe, that will be good enough there to hold on for the Superfecta. So I'm going to go 7, 5, 2, 10. Who's your fourth runner for the Super? I'm going to go 5, 7, 9, and I'm going to go just to the inside of the 9. So hopefully uh, no trouble there for 7, 8, 9. Going 8, Mr. Mm -hmm. Rick's here, uh, the big purchase for Reliance Ranches, uh, Mike Robbins, Oscar Panato rode this horse really well last time. I think maybe it, it's about time. Uh, that he's coming into his own as the only colt in the field. So a lot on the line uh, there in the breeding shed for Mr. Ricks. But I think uh, has been improving steadily at the 400-yard distance. Uh, 1985 is kind of what everybody else was running. It wasn't the most visually uh, impressive by Mr. Ricks, but I think that he's uh, finally coming into his own. And uh, we'll show that late kick there on the end come Sunday night. Boy, we're, are, are we just putting run for your life in the wind circle at this point? I mean, probably. I mean, we, <laughs> you got Odell's been the story all year long at Los Alamitos. Him and Nicasio have, have pretty much taken, you know, the lion's share of all the big races. They're still hitting at 30%. But, hey, if you if you want that late pick four, if you want that pick six to pay, you're going to have to beat Odell at some point or another. Oh, man, what a weekend of racing. What a weekend as we celebrate Ed Burgard here in this final weekend of racing at Los Al. 
Uh, I know Ed listens from time to time when he has time. So, Ed, I want to wish you a happy retirement here from uh, Curtis and I. If you want to listen to some of our good conversation with Ed, go back and search the podcast. We yes. have a very nice conversation with Ed uh, back when we thought he was going to retire <laughs> sooner, right? Was that how long ago I, it was? I think so. Gosh, I, I it feels so. like uh, yesterday he came in and he told us all about his origin story yeah. and, and his roots in quarter horse racing. Yeah, so. so that's definitely worth a listen. Yeah, go go back and listen to that episode. Search uh, search Ed Burgard and you can find that episode where we had him for a sit down. It was a nice conversation, but... Ed will still be doing the morning night. I know horse players don't like the sound of that. Ugh, it's terrible. But he's so good that Dr. Ed already was able to corral him and say, you know what, Ed, can you do the morning night still? <laughs> and Ed is still going to do it uh, for us here at Los Al. So um, it's going to be fun to see who he gives his goodnight to. Yep. I'm going to say Doc. I'm going to say Dr. Ed already. I, I agree. Uh, I think uh, just by seeing their interactions the, uh, the, the past few weeks and, and the nice words between them and how much Ed has really been thanking Doc all yes. along, and uh, I, I think it's really going to be Doc that, that I, final night. I hope so. I think so. I think that's going to be uh, that's going to be the 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 good night too. But it could be a big good night because he's got nomadic there going into this. Oh, the, uh, just throughout the year, Doc's had a really good year. Uh, yeah. You know, in in these big races, he's just dropped uh, a few nose photos, really from from. Winning some pretty big purses. I mean, Chocolatito drops a mm-hmm. nose. Circle City uh, almost beating yeah. Run for Your Life yeah. there in the Golden State Million. So, I mean, Doc's uh, just been a, a few photos away from a really, really good year. I'm not gonna say it's a bad year. No, but it could be. It could have been a great year. I think this might be his best year overall as far as the variety of runners. Yes, he's got. He's got two girls that are running great. Three girls are right there. Uh, Hilo Scott is still representing. He yeah. could win the champion of champions. Even a couple of the smaller stakes. Um, yeah. he, he even won with uh, Just Be Real. And, and one we, we previously talked about. Uh, well, I, no, it's Nomadic, correct? Yeah. Who, who won, uh, you know, like a $30,000 well, good, stake. A good, a good allowance runner, top of stakes I mean, runner, overnight runner. Completely, exactly. Uh, just Allred has been there throughout the whole year uh, with, with all ages. But is Just Be Real that, that gray? Uh, you know, I... No, I'm, I'm not going to say whether or not. Other, other than Circle City, there's another grade that has looked very, very impressive for him as well. Uh, so the barn is clicking all of a sudden. There's, it's been a terrific year, and he's got legitimate chances. Of course, he's got the favorite there, one of the favorites there with Nomadic, but uh, he looks hot. He's, he's a legitimate contender. That's what I mean. Drawn towards, uh, he got exactly uh, the outside post. I think he really likes the inside and or, or the outside. He likes the bookends, and he got that, uh, that 10 post, and... If there's any uh, any point you want to catch those speed horses, you look for the outside to be flying light. All right, guys, don't tell us we don't work hard for you guys. It is 12.22 a.m. Exactly. A.m. And, and you, we're going to get up and do it again tomorrow. We're, you know, you're probably going to come out for the daytime, correct? I am, yeah. I am. I'm, I'm going to be right early. We got a handicapping contest on track. Exactly. See, that that's uh, sometimes why we can't do the podcast. We got the tournaments and all the things that the players come out for, and sometimes you have to be involved in there. It's going to be 9 on Saturday, mm-hmm. and then we're going to go deep into the night on Sunday night to close things out. Curtis, let's get out of here before they start charging us <laughs> rent. Time, time to go to Jack in the Box and get a couple tacos while they're still open. That's right. Have a good night, guys. All right. Bye, everybody.